Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. We are recording remotely over Discord with our homeboy, Craig, the recording robot. <laughs> this week, we've got a bit of a short creepy. one. He is super creepy. We'll be talking about Control and Gears of War 5. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. If you have your free Amazon Prime Twitch subscription that you get to give away, please consider giving it to us. It would be awesome. Uh, and if you don't have Amazon Prime and you want to subscribe to our Twitch channel anyways, that would also be rad. So other than that, uh, Alex, what have you been playing lately? Well, before I get to that real quick, gone to Texas, still in swing. We did our episode seven recap last week. Uh, we're almost done with the Preacher TV show. So it's uh, it's getting interesting, at least. Uh, not that it hasn't been interesting before, but it's getting even more interesting. Um, the boys over at Horror Movie Yearbook did a Friday the 13th bracket in the honor of Friday the 13th, which just happened a few short days ago. Please go oh, yeah. find out who is the ultimate Tommy Jarvis and uh, and what is their favorite, uh, one of their favorite Friday the 13th movies. And then... Um, I put out a bonus episode in the Film Nerds feed. It was Nick and I talking about the Spider-Man, Sony, Marvel divorce and uh, some thoughts on it. Chapter two. So go give that a listen and uh, enjoy. Yeah, that was but a good yeah. bonus episode. I really I, I liked it. I had a good time listening to it. Good. Yeah. No, we I think we both ended up a little more sour on it than we were expecting. But uh, hopefully it was a good discussion anyway. But. Yeah, it made me a little sad because I liked it a lot. Um, but it it uh, it was nice to. I mean, you guys are always a little more critical than I am. I think I, I tend to approach movies as like an average viewer type, and not so much as someone who's reviewing them, so to speak. But I think you guys were fair in your criticisms, regardless. So. Yeah, I think people can still certainly like that movie. It's just problems that we had with it. So. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, I haven't really been playing anything other than Control. So, um, and a little bit of Gears of War, but, um, oh, you did get to play Gears. Okay, cool. I played through the first chapter of Gears today. Yeah. So we, I don't know if yeah, you guys we'll jump, we'll jump into that. Else. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we've been playing some rainbow cause the new season dropped and we got to play with the new operators, which was pretty cool. I do. I really like the new operator Goyo. I think he is probably one of my favorite defenders now just because I feel like his gadget is like stupid overpowered. Yeah. What do they <laughs> do again? So he has a deployable shield that he can put in doorways. that has like a can of gasoline attached to it and you can <laughs> shoot out the can of gasoline to spark like a like a fire like basically like a firebomb yeah oh, that's pretty rad it's pretty awesome it's super effective at like keeping people out of the objective <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a game changer it, it definitely gives you an additional operator for uh helping control the like entry of enemies so that's really cool yeah if you get like an end of the round push like it it can be very helpful to have every doorway on that uh, particular objective room, like roped off yeah. by him. It can also backfire horribly. Oh, yeah. if you 
don't place them properly. Like if you, set, can... you set one up in a doorway and you throw an impact grenade on a wall next to that same doorway, not thinking about it, and then you kill Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that definitely happened. I mean, that was... Yeah, I mean, as, as <laughs> much of a detriment there. to our team that as that was, it was very hilarious and helped boost morale. He just, he just stood there and he's like, why am I burning? What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> It was it was pretty good, um, but yeah, I I really like Goyo. I think he's a super awesome operator. I didn't really play as is it uh, Omaru? I think Omaru. Yeah, I yeah. didn't play as her. Um, she's got the grappling she, hook. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah she has a grappling hook, so she can like you can you can breach windows with the grappling hook and pull yourself into rooms like right off the the top, or you can climb up hatches with it too. What? I didn't notice that. Yeah. So if it's if there's a hatch that's open, you can climb up through open hatches using the grappling hook. Ooh. So she, I didn't really get a chance to play with her just because I, I other people were playing. Like Gladys really likes playing as her, I think. So we were. I played her, her a lot too, yeah, but that's just because was, nobody else was playing. The two of you were kind of flip flopping with her, but yeah, she she's uh she's interesting. Um, I definitely think Goyo's guns are more fun though. So. I thought originally when when I think you talked about these operators while we were playing one day, I thought she was a defender with a grappling hook and not a not an attacker. Since attackers can kind of um, repel anyway and go up, right, right. Yeah. I, I I thought she was a defender that would be able to meet people up it, on top. But it would be not. interesting to have someone who is a defender that can climb up hatches. Yeah, too, that, that would be wild. Would, like. That'd be pretty sweet, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we've played a bunch of Rainbow. Um, I've, I've been playing Far Cry 5. Uh, I have played that a bit myself. How much have you played? Uh, not that much. I played through, like, the intro. And okay. then I'm on, like, that little starter island, and I think I'm almost done there. And gotcha. So, yeah, I've, I've made it. Open world. I've made it off the starter island. It's definitely a very good-looking game. Like, it, it's it's pretty beautiful with the uh, expanded texture pack installed. That um, helps a lot for sure. Uh, the guns still feel like pea shooters a little bit, especially if you start getting them silenced. They definitely feel like pea shooters, but <laughs> I like rolling around with the bow and arrow personally, just because I think the game yeah. like with, with the idea of like a far cry game being this like predatory, like you're, you're like, you know, working your way towards your prey like through the woods kind of thing and like hunt it's a very hunting-esque game in yeah. you know all things considered like rolling rolling silently with the bow and arrow is just super gratifying for me to like roll up to a, a base and be able to like snipe every single person at that base using a bow and arrow without getting caught is like very gratifying <laughs> you know what else is gratifying is that shovel they have in the game now. yeah being able to use a shovel as a <laughs> melee weapon is pretty yeah, fun sneaking awesome. up on people and taking them all out with the shuffle or the shovel is like definitely <laughs> definitely a highlight for me so far yeah, the only the only issue I'm having with it is once I've cleared certain areas, like you get like enemy like the enemies kind of come back to the area that you've cleared if it's not like a base that you're that you then take over. Like if it's just a territory of some sort, they mm -hmm. can kind of come back and like re bring reinforcements. Like I've run into like they've built road barricades and things to like keep me oh, out wow. of particular areas after I've already cleared them. And um just some of the heavier like they'll, they'll bring in like heavy gunners that have like more armor and they're like super hard to kill if you don't have the right stuff. And 
I mean, if I'm rolling around with one bow and arrow and a handgun, I'm not really going to do anything to the dude who's wearing like a bulletproof vest and a helmet, you know, like, <laughs> so it's, I've had issues. I, I've gotten aggravated while like kind of backtracking through an area that I've already been to get to another area and running into new enemies. Excuse me. Oh, new enemies that have appeared because I had already taken over that spot. But other than that, I think it's, uh, you know, our conversation with Nick from the lost episode of the game nerds podcast was a very great conversation that hopefully we can get Nick back on to talk over again and actually record it this time. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he wants to join us again. So hopefully you guys get a chance to play some more and then, and then we can have a little bit more of a two-sided discussion and, and he, won't, sure. he won't have to, uh, shoulder the weight of of the whole discussion but yeah no i i almost wanted to check it out but then i was like it's still far cry and i just don't uh yeah it's definitely it definitely is more far cry so if it's not a game like if you're not into that franchise you're not getting you're not missing anything you know um but if you like the franchise i feel like it's it's definitely a cool take uh i do like the the intro movie stuff with the the main enemy is like it's kind of eerie like how it makes you feel knowing that yeah. like these these people exist in our current world in this manner and are affecting mm-hmm. us like you know we've it's just it was very it felt very real interesting and it was kind it looks of un- pretty real too it was kind of uncomfortable but it was uh it was still really really it's still really well done so i'm excited to play more of it for sure we brian and i both signed up for the you play plus so yeah, it's free until September 30th. So yeah, and then figured it's 15, to take advantage of that. 15 a month. And I'm probably, I don't see myself hanging on to Netflix much longer. So I'm probably going to get rid of that. And that'll, the Uplay Plus will just take over for that. Because I do want to play through more of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I would like to go back to Assassin's Creed Origins. Because I did really enjoy playing that game. I just never finished it. And then uh, yeah, yeah, having, having my... these available on PC is, is definitely a plus because now I have much better graphics. I sold my Xbox, so I had to stop playing Assassin's Creed Origin. So. Yeah. Well, now you but... can play all of the 20 hours that you already played again. Yeah, yeah that's that part's not appealing. I, <laughs> I think for that one, all I'm going to do is you can install the uh, Discovery Tour thing separately, I think. That's cool. And um, I like I had just discovered discovery mode before I sold my Xbox. And I was like, man, like this is like right up my alley. This is what I want from this game. I just want to like. Wander around and learn all the cool ancient Egypt stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's basically what that mode is. Um, And I think you could just I'm pretty sure you could pick from like a bunch of different characters in the game. And uh, yeah, so that's cool. And they just added one of those to Assassin's Creed Odyssey recently. So that's kind of cool. But I actually want to play the base game for that game. Yeah, for sure. It sounds more like it's, from what everyone was saying, it's more like playing like The Witcher or something structure wise. Like it has a lot of sub quests and all that stuff and yeah yeah, yeah I, i'm kind of interested in the dlc that they put out that's like atlantis based but oh yeah that does look cool too yeah I, I haven't quite bitten on that although i do have my free copy of the base game from google 
the Google Stadia trial. So yep, yep. maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian, have you played anything else? Um, I feel like you're the one who usually jumps around to a lot of different stuff. Yeah, I didn't really the last couple weeks. Really, we just have, we um, all have had a lot of stuff going on lately too. So yeah, yeah. I basically just played a lot of Gears and some Destiny again, and yeah, right. On. And the games we just mentioned. Well, I haven't started Odyssey yet, but I did install it. Yeah. Well, cool, cool. Um, Alex, do yeah. you want to talk about Control for a bit? Yeah, Control. Um, Control is the latest from Remedy, which is the studio that made both Quantum Break and Alan Wake and some of the Max Payne games. Um, and this game, I'll just read the synopsis off of uh, Wikipedia here, it says the game revolves around the Federal Bureau of Control, a secret U.S. government agency tasked with containing and studying phenomena which violate the laws of reality. As Jesse Faden, the Bureau's new director, the players explore the oldest house, the FBC's paranormal New York headquarters, and util- utilize powerful abilities in order to defeat a deadly enemy known as known only as the Hiss, which has invaded and corrupted reality. Um... I finished this game last night at oh, like wow. one in the morning. Um, I have all but like five of the 40 trophies and I'm going to oh, go damn. back and get those. <laughs> nice. Uh, this game is incredible. It's honestly probably going to be my top game of the year is my guess. Okay. Um, it's a third person shooter. You have this gun that is made out of these like vibrating cubes. Uh, and it has several different modes. That's like a shotgun and a Gatling gun and uh, like a charge charge shot and just like a normal like handgun type mode. And um, you don't pick up ammo. It just recharges over a short period of time. But like the whole loop of the combat is that you are shooting your gun. And then when your gun is recharging, you're using different telekinetic abilities in order to fight all of these creatures and um, creatures that are basically humans that have been turned into the hiss quote unquote. Um, the, the, the gameplay loop of the combat, like a lot of people have been like, Oh, you know, it's remedy combat's not really their strong suit. You know, quantum break had some cool powers, but the thing is with quantum break, I never really found like the rhythm of like, Oh, here's like there's just such a rhythm to control in that like one of the abilities that you get there's four abilities two of them you can completely miss and finish the game without even getting um but the other two like one of them is just like the ability to throw things telekinetically and the ability to like do damage with that like a lot of damage with that and then also like switch back to shooting and like just managing the two meters as they recharge is extremely satisfying. And I felt like such a badass, just like whipping, uh, whipping, um, what are they called? Like a, like a pallet jack. One of the one of the things that carries pallets around in like a warehouse. Yeah, like a pallet jack. Yeah, well, not but like the the powered one. You can pick one of those up when you when you power up your launch ability enough, and then you can like throw it at something. 
Nice. But anyway, a forklift or like forklift. Yeah, yeah. You can pick up okay. a forklift and throw it at an enemy, and it explodes, and it's fantastic. And then you go back to shooting all of the other enemies, and it just feels really good, which. I wasn't anticipating after some people kind of complained about it, but I do think making sure you get all four of the abilities does a lot to give you options when you're playing the game. And, and I think it makes the combat even more satisfying, but um, the combat's not even the strong suit of the game. The game really strives with the dripping amount of, interesting text things to pick up which i typically hate in video games but i read every single thing that i picked up in this game well wait a minute you read yeah i learned how to read just to read the things in control (laughs) hooked on control (laughs) yes but no like you pick up a document that's like hey uh so there's this thing it's it's a pink flamingo and um, we found it after something weird happened in this town. And now it just multiplies all of the time. And uh, we don't know what to do with it. So we've put it in the cell and we're going to study it. And you're like, what the fuck? And so then, then you, you go and look in the cell and there's like a hundred pink flamingos in it. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's another one. There's another <laughs> one. Like, So this game is a little bit Metroid-ish in that you get like different clearance levels that allow you to go through certain doors. And there's this one level four door that you see a bunch of like yellow post-it notes coming out of and you open up the door and just the entire office is covered in post-it notes. (laughs) So then you pick up the piece of paper and this is a lot like the flamingos, but there's more variety than this. It's this basically this memo of this person that's like, uh, all of a sudden today, my yellow post-it notes started multiplying around the room. I don't know what's going on. I relocated to this office while that is being dealt with. And like just these little things like that, that like they're weird and they don't make a ton of sense, but they're kind of funny. Like there's a lot of humor in the things that are written out here. There's another, there's like several items that are like, Hey, uh, they they have altered world events. And they call them AWEs are like the things that have happened out in the world that are like weird and have, either created altered items like the flamingo or you know just something strange has happened Mm -hmm. and so there's a thing that's like oh hey after the awe at this place in um alaska here's the things that you're allowed to say and here's the things that you're not supposed to say and it just has this really weird list of keywords that don't really make any sense so you wonder why you're not supposed to say them if you like talk to the press it's just there's so much thought put into thought and care put into how the bureaucracy of this world works and it shouldn't be fun but it's great like the idea of this intersection of like paranormal stuff and just mundane office bullshit (laughs) is great this dude that's like complaining about not having budget to go and study some item like it, it it all strikes just this delicate balance of like interesting and funny and weird and it's just awesome there's a whole department in in the game that is dedicated to dead letters which are letters that either didn't get um delivered to the proper place or letters that they think are related to things that could be altered world events and uh 
and so you get to read a bunch of these different letters that are just like these really weird happenings some of them sound like people that are just insane but others of them just sound like these really weird occurrences in the world and it's great it's just very very interesting like all of it i want it i want more of it i want to sit there and keep playing through and find all anything that i've missed and and read more of it so that's awesome as well well you you're in luck there is supposed to be more of it they are going to have some like story dlcs or something i guess yeah i've heard there's like a new mode coming and then i think there's two expansions planned which is awesome um well, and that lore is kind of what Remedy is known for, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's like their thing is like having all this like expansive universe of stuff that like you as a if you're a a patient player, there's all this world building that they do that you you then can like expand on uh, everything that is happening in the game because you're actually taking the time to like dissect all of the media that they throw at you and that's like that's really cool yeah it's it's awesome like it's certainly it it is absolutely their strength and i think they knocked it out of the park with this one because with quantum break i was like oh time stuff is cool and normally i should be like a shoe in for that Mm -hmm. but most of the time i was like i just want to get back to this mediocre combat with these powers that i don't really love i i thought i had heard that like one of the main differences between quantum break and this game though is that this game is not meant to be played as a cover shooter whatsoever and oh yeah quantum break was very true i don't remember there's absolutely no cover mechanic in this game you do not stick to cover at all which is a little deceptive there's times in in the in the battles where you will appreciate being able to hide behind a wall or something like that but you, you never stick to any cover. You're always out there in the world. Moving, honestly, is mostly more beneficial than staying in any one spot. Good. Um, so that really makes... Not only does that make everything kinetic, but then on top of that, some of the powers that you get that I don't really want to spoil for you guys, I think is uh, they, they just make things exponentially more complicated and cool and interesting and uh and that's really awesome too the performances in the game are great you get these uh the game is gorgeous it looks fantastic i've been playing on xbox one x um but i'm sure with all the ray tracing stuff on uh xbox or on pc it probably looks even more insane but on top of that they do this really weird layering of like super colorful like one particular color video that is being overlaid on top of you playing with like actual actors real people speaking to the camera like in shadows i can't really describe it very well but it's just got this style to it that is insane and and i think um it it just i haven't seen anything like this game and and i think this is like if this is what they've been building to from Alan Wake and Quantum Break and they got here, like it's been a very worthwhile journey. And and I think, you know, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I, I will say this game does have some ties to Alan Wake in it. Like interesting. And, cool. and, and so I, it's making me want to go back and play some Alan Wake and kind of see what they, if they decide to have them cross over or what they do with it. But, um, yeah, I just 
the other thing I will say, the, the abilities that you get are come from these objects of power that can also come out of altered world events. And, and so the launch ability that I talked about is in, it comes from a five and a quarter floppy disk that held launch <laughs> codes for a Russian nuclear missile or something like that. And so, like, just the thought that they put into these objects, like, they imbue this importance into these objects, and they do it with such skill that it makes it a lot of fun to go and collect them and see how they, like, present the world to you in different ways. Um, it's just crazy. There's, like, 10 main missions in the game, and then there's, like, 18 other side missions. All of them are great. They're all a lot of fun. Uh, the only things that I, like... There are very few complaints that I have. One of the complaints is I think the map that they give you is horrendous. And, you know, it mostly gets the job done, but I wish it were a lot better. Well, I mean, yeah, I've heard a lot about this game in the last few weeks. And I definitely feel like I'm probably missing out on like the best game this year <laughs> by not playing it. But one of the things I heard about it is like the map might be kind of shitty on purpose because there's so much like signage in the actual game that is useful and clear it's that you're not... supposed to mostly be able to rely on the just playing the game to find your way around that's very true and i and i think it works there's never been a point like i didn't actually have to google anything to be like hey how do i get back to this place because you can figure it out using the science in the world that's very very true but I, I still kind of, like, I almost kind of wish that if that was the case, that they would have just committed to it and not given you a map <laughs> just to kind of see how that would go. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's it's okay, and, and I get it. And also, like, kind of, I think the oldest house is supposed to be enigmatic in a way. So I think the map makes sense that it's not, like, necessarily a straight one-to-one. Um there are some difficulty hitches in terms of bosses that you face that I, I like there were a few times where I straight up died probably 10 or 15 times trying to oh, defeat wow. a boss, but I eventually did it. And, and so, you know, and most of the time it's because I wasn't necessarily taking advantage of everything that I had at my disposal. So, um, you know, I think, the game doesn't do a great job of teaching you how to do that, but if you experiment a lot with your abilities and things, I think I think you have a good time with it. The only other problem with that is that there's very strict checkpoints. Like basically, there's these control points around the world that you activate, and those are the only places where you respawn. So most of the time, you'll keep whatever progress you have, but sometimes you have to like run all the way back to where a boss room is, and uh, that's not great. But I got over it. So overall, I think it's awesome. I think more people should play it when they can. I've heard that the base Xbox and base PlayStation do not work quite well with the game uh, and that they're working on patches to make them more playable on those platforms. But it sounds like PlayStation Pro, Xbox One X, and uh, really PC are the three best places to play it pc being the best if you have um you know rtx an rtx card but also like if i i think with the 1080 ti it would have performed well i just wouldn't have had the top um 
you know, graphical power of it. But the other thing is there is no HDR either, so I probably should have just bought it on PC, but I didn't. So, but maybe they'll patch it in and then it'll be great. I don't know. I basically this game is so good that as soon as I have a 2080 Ti or whatever ray tracing card I get, I'm again. gonna I'm gonna buy it again and I'm gonna play through it again because <laughs> uh, nice. just so good and Ooh. yeah, more people need to play it. Yeah, I'm trying to just hold out till maybe next year where I can actually get an RTX card, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think it'll be worth the wait. Um, just hopefully you don't run it. And like, it, it's kind of hard to spoil too, you know? So I, I don't really think, I think if you hear anything about it out of context, it won't it make might, sense. It won't make sense anyway. So I think you'll be able to stay relatively unspoiled for a while too. That's good, but uh, yeah, John. I don't know how it'll run on your on your Xbox One S, but if you wanted to borrow it and give it a try, I do still. I bought it, so. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we can give it a shot. Yeah, no, it's it's good. People should play it. Cool. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's talk some Gears of War. Yeah, it's um, not Gears of War. It's Gears sorry, Five. Gears Five. Gears Five. They've it actually gone the is. Route of fast and furious and started dropping parts of the title um, too fast too furious the fast and furious the fast <laughs> and the furious tokyo drift sure anyways. Um, anyways yeah so uh brian why don't you start us off since you are the most seasoned gears player at this point yeah i have played through all of them except for Judgment, judgment but i heard i'm not really missing much and that was actually made by people can fly and not um epic or the coalition coalition and the coalition i believe has a lot of members uh, of that development team that were part of the original gears team so that's at least there's some uh commonality there but anyways um yeah like, I will say, somehow, like, every time a Gears game comes out, I'm like, that's a really damn look good-looking game. But somehow, they top it every time. And this game looks even more ridiculous. Yeah, this game um, looks really good. Yeah, and and I'm really floored by, like, how many options they have in the PC version. Like, more than any other port I think I've seen. And they have, like, even this benchmarking tool that is so robust that it like tells you your cpu and gpu usage and stuff like that and um gives you just just full metrics for like every bit of benchmarking but yeah on that topic the i bet i when i when i played earlier today it was on xbox and um it has probably one of the best uh tools for setting hdr that i've seen because it gives oh, really? you they have like a three panel screen and there's a really dark panel on the left there's like a normal panel in the middle and then there's a really bright panel on the right and then they give you contrast brightness and hdr brightness as three separate things to adjust and basically yeah. you look at each picture depending on which one you're adjusting to kind of look at the finer detail so it really helps you get the most out of your hdr on your tv as well and, and most of the games that i've seen are just like here's two sliders good luck and this game feels like it actually kind of 
put thought into how you can see the differences as you're changing them. So that was cool too. I've noticed that the games I played on Xbox in general were, well, if they were like Microsoft studio type games or related to that, they had better tools for that than any of the other games I played. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember the Assassin's Creed origin one. It was terrible. Uh, Here's HDR set it somewhere and it gave you like like, the worst scene to try to just determine the brightness from yeah it was like only a sunny outside desert scene there was no like way to judge if your shadows were gonna look good or black would actually look black or that type of Um, thing so yeah anyway i'm playing it on my high refresh rate gaming monitor so that one does not have hdr yeah so i could not use that but um I was able to adjust the brightness and contrast better than normal because it did have the three panel thing, even without the HDR. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So that was helpful. Um, But yeah, looks good. Runs good, but I guess that's not really a surprise. This is the first time I played a gears game on a PC. So I was really curious how that would pan out, but turns out pretty good. Definitely have run into some weird bugs though, but uh, well, I started playing the campaign with John, but then I picked up around the same spot and continued with Jim and um, because he got pretty much to the same spot that we were in by himself. Um, he, he informed me, he's been playing on Xbox, and he informed me that uh, those bugs actually exist in the Xbox version too. Okay. It's like weird like checkpoint bugs. Uh, like John and favorite. I ran into this issue where we were fighting this boss and like a part of it, I think, because it's like a weird swarm of enemies. A part of it got caught in the wall. <laughs> and we think because we could hear like a sound and see, saw like a glow emanating from the wall. And that kept preventing us to go from going forward. But I guess Jim had the same problem in that spot. Hmm. But other than that, it's been very mostly very smooth. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still more gears as far as like the mechanics of the cover shooter work. But I think they do it best for the most part, other than maybe division. Um, just the mechanics work well. I know for John, it's like not as intuitive as it is for me because I've been playing them forever. But yeah, I, think... I was having some some slight issues with the controls, mainly just like popping into cover when I didn't mean to, and like. Uh, not like popping out of cover the right way or like not turning corners properly and things like it feels like the the cover system seems slower to me and not as responsive as the one from the division it, you don't it's quite react the same way it is uh overall it's snappier than it used to be it was definitely a bit sluggish in the first couple gears games um, I remember even playing like a a beta test or something of the online for the Gears Ultimate like remaster that they did. Yeah, yeah. And I, I when I booted this up today, I was like, oh man, I wonder if it's gonna feel as sluggish. But I feel like the movement itself feels a lot better than it used to. But um, but yeah, some of the cover stuff. Uh, especially after coming out of control, which has no cover stuff. It's been kind of yeah. weird to like, 
oh, I should go into cover now because I'm just standing out here getting shot by everybody. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't like I think some sometimes sticky cover is great and sometimes sticky cover is terrible. And this game really kind of leaves it up to you to use the cover when you want to use it, which I think is probably the right way to go. But, um, you know, it's still like the mechanics of cover shooters are kind of. Uh, it, it's starting to feel a little bit dated to me. It feels very PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era to have a cover shooter because that's when it was born with Gears of War 1. So um, it'll be interesting to see how how it evolves, if it evolves. But anyway. Yeah, so as far as the story goes, um, I feel like they've done a better job with this campaign than they have at least than they did in gears four um where like i actually kind of care what's going on and i'm curious they flesh out the characters a little better um because you switch characters actually you start playing in the beginning as jd which is kind of a pretty generic dude uh son of marcus who is like the main protagonist of the original gears trilogy um but he's not nearly as interesting But anyways, it switches from JD to his friend Kate, who was also in Gears 4. Mm -hmm. And her story is more interesting because it has some weird connection to the Locusts, which are viewed as, like, the enemy in the game. Um, But, I mean, I don't really know how spoilery it is to say say stuff about that. Well, the the thing is, this game starts with a previously on Gears... Yeah. And uh and as I was watching it I was like, well damn, this story looks pretty sweet. I should probably have just played through this game rather yeah, than it watching it. Yeah, definitely made in five me just want to go back to like Gears 4 and <laughs> it, play it that. wasn't I didn't think it was bad. It just it this one's definitely better, I feel like. I, in this general, one. I think like the writing in this one is awesome. Like I think this yeah. this it's like playing through a really well put together movie, I feel like. And, it's uh, definitely yeah, very cinematic. The um, voice acting is top notch. The sound is incredible. The, like the 3D sound, the spatial sound especially is really good. Shit. Yeah, like you like, can always tell else. where everything's coming from. Having not really played any of the Gears games prior to this, I thought I was going to be a little bit more off guard when I started the game, but I felt like characters were kind of like archetypal enough that I could understand who was who and I have some ancillary knowledge of like Marcus Phoenix and and, yeah. and that type of stuff so it was easy enough to kind of hop along but um, you know I still feel the completionist in me is like alright time to download Gears uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition or whatever and play through that one and then I'll backwards compatibility the 2 and 3 but Everybody knows I don't have enough time for that anyway. So I will also say the music is great, and that's because it's by composer Ramin Javadi of Westworld and Game of Thrones fame. So, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Nice. It makes a lot of sense, though. It does. Um, yeah. Uh, this game does do some different things that the old Gears games don't. So, that's kind of nice to see them like trying new things. Like, there's a whole like upgrade tree for jack which is like your robot helper buddy um and it it actually is a pretty elaborate tree there's a lot of really cool upgrades in there that i didn't even realize at first when i was playing with john existed like 
um, when I started playing with Jim, I, I noticed there's like uh, upgrades for every single ability in the in that. I thought there were just ones for the passive ones, but oh, interesting! Turns out every ability you get, you can upgrade, and you can actually get stealth for your characters, which allow you to, to like go around stealth killing killing people like super easy, which is pretty fun. And That's like awesome. being able to stealth kill enemies, I think that was in four, but it wasn't really played up as much as it was in this game. Like in this game, you can actually go around a whole room and clear it out stealth if you don't, if you're sneaky enough about it, which you could definitely not do in the old Gears games. Um, so it's nice to have that option. And John and I like had to actually. Co-op, like cooperate. Yeah, we were playing co-op. Um, on one part where we had to both take down enemies at like the exact same time, basically, or it would alert uh, the other enemies in the room. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, when you're playing solo, you have the ability to mark a little bit. It's it's a little mark and execute from like Splinter Cell uh, okay. and and Wildlands. Yeah. So, or you could just run in like me and get shot a lot and almost die. Yeah, that's always an option in these games, but it makes some of the parts a bit more difficult. Yeah, for sure. Um, they, I think, um, after Act One, there's like open or there's at least three open world-ish areas in the game, and that's kind of a new thing. Like you have a vehicle, which is actually kind of fun to drive around, and you can like put. Like the heavier weapons you find, you can actually, or any weapons, you can actually store right on your vehicle called the skiff, which is cool. cool. So you can bring them over to like the next mission. And there's never any loading between missions and stuff. So that makes it real seamless. You just grab the weapon off of it and go into the new area. Um, But uh, that just basically allows you to do like um, optional missions in any order you want. But other than that, the open area doesn't really have that much to it. Like there's not like a bunch of collectibles to find and shit. Is they do they, do they feel like populated or is it like, like they're how not, does it, they're okay. purposely not populated. Like okay. the first area is like just a huge, like, like a snowscape and, um, yeah, there's not really anybody there. And then, like, the second one's a desert. Kind of the same situation. But there, it, the only pockets of population you find are, like, where enemies there's little to missions. Go yeah. yeah. There's, there are no enemies, like, while you're actually flying around in the skiff because, well, the skiff doesn't have any weapons itself. Ah, uh, okay. It's basically just a tool to get around. But one person can sit and, like, zoom in and like mark targets to like go to and stuff like they could, they're basically just playing observer while the other person's controlling the movement of the vehicle yeah um did you guys say that someone can be jack when you're playing co-op yeah, yeah you can yeah. have three people playing at the same time and one person and can play as jack that's the only option like if you have more than two people one person has to play as jack well, we should try that sometime. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I think cool. it'd be interesting because it does it does have cross play. So we, you can play on Xbox, we can play on P3, 
PC or whatever. Yeah. Playthrough, so. Yeah. Yeah. Jim and, was uh, playing on Xbox while I played on PC, and it was flawless for the most part. And I That's think awesome. if you have someone actually playing Jack, it actually opens up the amount of abilities that he can execute. Whereas, like, if you are playing, like, when Brian and I were playing co-op, I had two different abilities equipped than the two that Brian had equipped to his like so we yeah. we could oh that's rad like so, you could so... each use a different set like you can have Jack act as support or you can have Jack act as like uh you know uh more of a DPS not DPS I guess but um he can he well, can like revive you you can send him to revive yeah or like you can have him like do a pulse which makes yeah. it so like he, he shows all the enemies on the board. You can have him so he drops a shock trap. You can have him so he like flashbangs enemies. But like each person can have different assignments for those abilities. So like I was using the pulse and uh, the flash ability. And then Brian was using the stim pack one, which gives you more armor and the shock trap. one. That's so cool. Like, yeah. So it actually like really evened out like you know it made it so we didn't have to like switch around jack too much like we could each use them for different purposes that though the thing is though the cooldown on like the support abilities are, is linked so yeah. like if john uses like the uh, stim ability and then i try to use something in that same tree it's on cooldown okay that makes sense but it is yeah it is nice to be able to spread the duties around like that though so i can just assume john's going to stem us when needed and i'll do whatever when needed kind of thing yeah. right so uh, do you know in terms of the co-op john do you now have uh do you have a save with progress up to where like you and brian stopped no it was just it, it followed the host so it was I all have, just off of brian it was, well it's off of mine like because we were oh. brian brian was joining my game okay the yeah. thing is, like, well, what we did is, like, Jim, his game was further, but he didn't want to spoil it for me because there was actually, like, a lot of story content in the mission that he had mostly worked his way through. Yeah. Um, and, so, and I was, like, maybe, so I was, like, a few chapters behind. So what he did is just went in his save and did a chapter select back to where I was. And then we just played uh, it, carrying okay. on from there. Um, I don't, I haven't looked, but I... I know you can have multiple saves, so that's yeah. Nice. There were like six and, save slots or something, I think. Yeah. So. Um, but I think like maybe if you've played up through certain missions, even if it's not in your save file, it it probably is available from the chapter select menu. Okay. As long as you as you've played through those. Um. The other, yeah, we didn't try. There's other modes too. We did not try. Um, escape, escape mode, yeah. which I heard is actually the weakest one, but yeah. I'll have to judge for myself. Um, I it's still I guess fun. It's kind of like doing, you know, I heard it was kind of almost like doing a Destiny strike. Basically, it's just like a, a one and done kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and there's like there's like a poison cloud or something that follows you, so it's got a little bit of that like forcing you forward from, uh, from like cool. a from a battle royale kind of game. I only played horde mode once, but it looks like they brought that's one mode they did add a lot to in Gears 4 and okay. um they brought forward most of that and in addition to that you pick actual characters that have their own like supers basically. 
special abilities that you or ultimates that you can use every once in a while. They're on like a longer cooldown. Like one guy can see through like walls or shoot through walls, I think, when he uses that ability. Hmm. And yeah, there's a bunch of them. I haven't like I said, I haven't really explored that yet. But I'm definitely down. I especially want to play that mode with you guys because horde mode with friends is a blast. It's basically you just try to survive as long as you can through up to 50 waves of enemies. Yeah. And the since Gears 4, they've had um, actually since Gears 3, they've had base building options. So like you accrue credits and you bank them and everyone can take out of those credits and fabricate like defenses for the base. Okay. And they've gotten really elaborate with that. Um, there's like different types of turrets you can build and you can um, have like barbed wire or just straight up barricades to stop enemies. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. And you can actually, I think you can actually purchase weapons too through the, the uh, fabricator. Okay. Um, but there's a whole strategy to that because most of the time you like don't want to build any base defenses for the first 10 waves, I would say. Yeah. Just so you can bank enough money to afford the more important things later on. Um, and usually the first 10 waves are not difficult. Um, and it actually, it's like a, it's there's like a succession to it. Like, um, there's more enemies per wave up until the 10th one. It's always been like this. Um, and then like the 10th one is like a culmination round where there's like the hardest enemies and, and I, maybe sometimes a boss that might be every t 20 rounds or so. There's like a boss that you have to fight. Don't quote me on that, but, um, <laughs> I know there are bosses, but I don't remember yeah. which round they spawn in. It's one of the tenth rounds, but after that, it kind of resets to like a little easier. But then it, it just—I um, think when ramping. you get into like round eleven, uh, enemies have like more health or something, or they hit harder. And then there's like a multiplier for each group of ten rounds or ten waves. So by the time you're in like the 40s, like 41 to 50, there's like a bunch of multipliers. Okay. So it gets even more ridiculous. The um, um there's no like monetization that is the monetization stuff all cosmetic that you know of? I think so, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. They have a lot of cool uh customization options this time around too. Um but yeah, um, oh yeah, I especially like the one of the pre-order characters is the Terminator, which is awesome. The other one, Sarah Connor. <laughs> it's like a tie-in to the. Uh, these are characters Terminator you can play. Dark Fate. Yeah, yeah, it's tie. It's a tie-in to Dark Fate, but that's um, those are characters you can play in the versus mode, which I did play that a bit, and that feels really good. Apparently it is the Sarah Connor is actually voiced by Linda Hamilton, but I also heard awesome. that it wasn't cool. that great of voice acting. So who yeah. knows? Cool. Well, yeah, I think Gears Five is a a good uh, a good Gears game, man. It's a lot of fun. 
so far. I I got to a point where I'm a little frustrated with having to kill the enemy I have to kill, but that's just me. I'll get over it. We're all playing it off of Game Pass too, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so played <laughs> five days early too. None of us paid fifty nine ninety nine to play this game, and and it's, it's great. Very correct. Yeah, it's worth it's worth it if you don't want to pay for Game Pass. This is a game that I think is worth the money. So. Yeah. It's basically why. Yeah, Game Pass and you play Plus are basically why I didn't end up buying Borderlands 3. So Because I had, I had free games I could play. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sort of free. <laughs> yep. So, anyways. Um, yeah, like I said, this is a short one this time. So, I'm not sure it's what not we're that short. Sure. <laughs> it's, Yeah, it's about an hour long. Yeah, but, uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. Again, if you have an Amazon Prime free subscription, feel free to give that to us. We would love you for it. And if you don't have Amazon Prime, but you still want to support us. The Patreon is a great way to do it, or we will take Twitch subs too. Uh, other than that, I'm not sure what we're covering next. I'm trying to think of what else comes out in the next week. I know Overland comes out. The final version comes out this week. Um, and then... yep. Borderlands just came out on Friday. Um, I don't know if any of us are planning on buying it at this point, but um, hopefully we can have some somebody on to talk about it. Um, and Link's Awakening comes out this Friday uh, yeah, Link's uh, for for Switch, and I will definitely be picking that up for sure. Are they charging sixty dollars for that? No, it's forty bucks, I think. Okay. Oh, is it really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Let me double check that. Because if it is, I'm not gonna spend one of my Nintendo coupon thingamabobs on it. I thought I heard. Seems I, really I, steep I think to me. Split Screen said it was forty bucks, but I could be wrong. Links Awaken. It says well, Amazon says fifty nine ninety nine. Um, which yeah, that that does seem a bit steep, and especially considering that I think I heard you could probably get through it in like ten hours, especially if you've ever played it before. Yeah, if you're familiar with it, Jason Schreier said it's not really worth the money, but if it's your first time playing through it, it is worth the money especially considering that it is a complete rework of the original game. Like they redid everything. So yeah. there's um, also a dungeon creation mode of he, some sort. Jason Schreier said that was the worst part of the whole thing actually was the dungeon creator because it doesn't work the way you think it works. So yeah, yeah. like basically it's a bunch of parts of the dungeon that you've already beaten before. So if you know the secrets for how to do it, then it's kind yeah. of like, Right, you're just like rebuilding dungeons with like the same assets of other dungeons you've done, and then it gives you like it gives you like a quest to like build a dungeon with three mini bosses or something like that. So you do, and then you play through it, and you're just like, wow, that was stupid. So he he just he made it sound like it's not as robust as it should be, considering that you have something such as Super Mario Maker, you know, Mario Maker Two or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll try to rent that one and I'll save my other half of a Nintendo Switch online coupon thing to get yeah. Pokemon or something. But Yeah, I'm not... I'd like to try it eventually, but I'm definitely not picking it up right away. 
But yeah, if I, anybody yeah. listening has anything they want us to cover, please do let us know. We're always looking for input from our listeners. In a little over two weeks, Shadowkeep is coming out, and I already bought that because I know I'm going to play it. So yeah, Brian's already committed to Destiny. <sighs> yeah, I'm actually the, the more and more has been revealed about that, the more excited I am, and the less I cared about playing Borderlands. Yeah. Well, good news is Ghost Recon Breakpoint comes out three days after Shadowkeep does. So. Yeah, and that's. <laughs> That's another thing. I'll probably just pay the $15 to keep the Uplay Plus going next month so I can play that game because yeah. it is included. Yes, sir. Cool. So, yeah, all that being said, if uh, anybody has any extra input, please let us know, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.